the Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFD and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. On this week's podcast, we discuss the positive British manufacturing news in the last seven days, and we speak with this week's special guest, who this week is William Santos, International Sales Manager at ABI Electronics. But before that, just a brief word about Factory Now. The Factory Now initiative has been launched to help British manufacturing sector boost sales, collaborate and reshore. New members are joining all the time. This week, we'd like to welcome the Optimize Group, which offers a complete suite of cost reduction services and carbon neutral strategies. For more details on members, can be found at mtdmfg.com forward slash Factory Now. But now I'm joined with Stuart Whitehead and let's get on with the news. Stuart, BA Systems, the revamping its site in Kent. Absolutely. The British Engineering and Defence Giant is set to invest tens of millions of pounds upgrading the site in Kent. After securing planning permission, the Marconi Way plant will now undergo a phased redevelopment, which will include the construction of a new factory. For those who don't know, BAE Systems was founded um, in the Kent town in 1999, following the, the merger of Marconi and British Aerospace. The site is home to the UK-based electronic systems business, um, BAE's electronic systems business and produces a wide range of advanced technologies for the commercial and military aviation markets, including flight and engine controls, night vision systems, surveillance and reconnaissance sensors, and communications equipment. So following the news from um, Brompton, um, setting up a new factory in Kent, more good news for the county. Indeed, yeah, and more good news to follow. Sheffield Forge Masters and British Steel are investing in the latest next generation of engineers. Yeah, there's been a spate of, of, of these announcements. So Sheffield Forge Masters had launched a recruitment drive for apprentices with opportunities available across a wide range of disciplines, including steelmaking, engineering, and metallurgy. Founded in 1805, the historic, historic manufacturer is set to invest £400 million upgrading its Yorkshire site, and that's after being acquired by the MOD last July. British Steel is recruiting 40 apprentices. Um, the trainees will work in Scunthorpe and its Teesside plants. Engineering applicants will be enrolled on a full three-year training program and details on how to apply are on the firm's respective website. So any young people listening, please have a look. And there's also an update on the Rolls-Royce mini nuclear reactor project as well. Yeah, and including some breaking news in the last few hours as well, Joe. So Rolls-Royce is set to start building parts for its small modular reactor program in anticipation of receiving approval from the UK government by 2024. The SMR program expected to generate £52 billion of economic benefit and create 40,000 British jobs in time. And the great thing is 80% of the components will be made in the UK. Um, and in the last few hours, as I say, a bit of breaking news, Rolls-Royce has just announced plans to create 400 jobs in Derby and Warrington to support the program. So great start to, to the initiative. Just fantastic news, isn't it? Um, JLR, they've launched a recruitment drive as well at its engine plant. Yeah, not too much too, too much detail on this, but JLR, um, which is um, creating 100 new jobs at its engine manufacturing centre uh, near Wolverhampton. Britain's biggest car maker currently employs almost 1,200 people at the £1 billion site. So I believe that these are um, predominantly temporary roles but or temporary to permanent t- type positions. But as I say, we should have more details um, possibly by the next podcast. Yeah, good news for the automotive sector. Uh, the, the new factory is set to be built in Sheffield and Somerset. 
Yeah, ITM Power, um, who we've had the pleasure of interviewing on the podcast before, they've submitted plans to build a new £70 million electrolyzer production facility in Sheffield. And this is part of a wider £250 million expansion program. The hydrogen specialist second factory in the city is expected to create 500 jobs. And Pneumatic, um, Pneumatic International, best known for its Henry and Hetty vacuum cleaners, they've submitted plans to build a new £30 million factory in Shard in Somerset. The British manufacturer recently acquired a seven-acre site adjacent to its headquarters for the new production facility. So very good news for um, Somerset. So, Stuart, let's take a brief pause on this week's Positive UK Manufacturing News and introduce this week's guest, who is William Santos, International Sales Manager at ABI Electronics. William, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Joe and Stuart. I hope you're well. Thanks for inviting me back on the, on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for joining us. For, for those that didn't listen to the podcast probably six or eight months ago now with, with you on, can you uh, give us a, you know your career to date, your current role and your responsibilities, please? Sure. So I am the head of uh, sales and marketing here at ABI, uh, ABI Electronics. We've been, I've been with the company for the last 15 years. So um, and, and ABI, for those who don't know us yet, ABI, we design and manufacture systems which are used in the maintenance and repair of critical electronic systems. Uh, Technologies used in aerospace, defense, manufacturing, energy generation, and so on. That's fantastic. And how about the size and the heritage of the business? Yeah. So ABI, we uh, we started in 1983. So we're turning 40 next year. So we're not exactly a, a startup tech company. However, uh, our beginning was very much like a startup that you would see in, in TV shows like Dragon's Den. Um, the company started with a man with an idea, and his idea was basically to design the world's first low-cost IC tester for engineers and technicians to be capable of testing semiconductors, uh, chips mostly, out of circuit initially. So uh, he went on a journey, he was a design engineer, and he went on a journey designing this um, uh, system that uh, was eventually introduced to RS components and, and went into their catalog and Farnell's catalog became a massive hit. Uh, back in the 80s, it was very difficult for, if you were a technician or engineer, it was very difficult to uh, find tools like that to test uh, components unless you, you were basically in a semiconductor manufacturing environment. So he developed the system and that's how the company started. And uh, uh, we've always been very passionate about keeping design and manufacturing here in the UK. And uh, in the mid-90s, you know, through our relationship with the British military, ABI uh, started to develop a, a range of solutions, a range of technologies that uh, would allow technicians and engineers not just to uh, test components individually, but test the complete assembly and test those components mounted on the board as well. So ABI would design and manufacture all the systems here, and they are exported all over the world. What a wonderful uh, UK success story. Um, do you have any case studies to help illustrate what ABI does and any associated benefits? Sure. Um, those who uh, follow us on Twitter, those who follow me on LinkedIn, they're probably familiar with loads of cases, studies that we uh, post on a regular basis on social media, uh, which are success stories that our customers develop themselves through the use of our technology. So we're passionate about uh, you know, sharing those positive news. 
And um, uh, there's, there's, you know, one particular uh, case that uh, happened this week. It's happening right now in Mexico, and I think it might be uh, relevant to uh, some of the podcast listeners. Uh, refers to uh, this um, car parts manufacturer. It's a company called Rossini. They make over 14 million brake discs per year. They're in Mexico. They are GM's official supplier for um, uh, all their you know, light vehicles, all the way through to uh, trucks and lorries and so on. And they invested in our systems to um, uh, test and repair in-house the um, electronic circuit boards, which are used in over 250 Fanuc and Siemens robotics CNC machinery. So uh, they, they, under the leadership of a, um, a vision, you know, a man with a vision there, a fantastic um, uh, electronic manager called uh, Vicente Martinez, he um, uh, created this group, he set up this group of technicians, and they invested in our systems, and they are now repairing over 600 circuit boards per year. Circuit boards that are, you know, found in servo controllers and frequency inverters and so on. So from the uh, robotics uh, side of things, as well as the CNC machinery. And if you consider the uh, average cost of a circuit board, it's about three thousand pounds, roughly. Yeah, um, and and some of the uh, you know less expensive um, circuit boards before the pandemic, obviously. Uh, they would potentially sell for maybe £1,000. Now they are three times the price. So I, I reckon this, this organization is saving, you know, this group of technicians, you know, I, use, I like to call them on social media repair heroes. They are saving their organization about £1.8 million per year. Okay, um, and that's that's obviously you know it's not just great for the the bottom line, but it's great for for the environment as well. Increases you know machine uptime, um, increases obviously uh, their you know independence from external suppliers. And this company during the uh, the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, they just like uh, most of the manufacturing. Uh, or a lot of the manufacturing companies here in the UK, they got repurposed by the government and, and, and obviously answered to the call to uh, help and develop ventilators during the beginning of the, uh, the pandemic there in Mexico. And um, a local company was making the electronics and then uh, Rossini would build the ventilators. But once they were building the ventilators, the secret boards were not working. And they just, you know, the manufacturer couldn't find out what was going on, what was the issue. So they had a board master there from ABI to uh, troubleshoot that circuit board. And they uh, realized, they, they found out exactly what was going on. And they, you know, sent that information back to the uh, uh, circuit board manufacturer. And they managed to correct an issue which was happening during the production uh, process. It was related to soldering, a soldering profile or something that was creating a short. And they managed to fix that and they managed to uh, 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 get that problem resolved as well. So it's, it's, that, that's just one uh, great, you know, case. It's, it's an information that's come through to me um, uh, this week because we have a, uh, our technical manager there visiting uh, Mexico at the moment and they are training and he's actually training the, uh, the technicians there at uh, Rossini. Uh, but ABI, we are, we are a cross-sector company, so we have many different uh, uh, case studies from across the business spectrum. I think one other case could be potentially GE Renewable, a company that uh, uh, obviously is known for the uh, the wind turbines, you know, uh, a big wind turbine manufacturer, but also a company that operates many uh, wind farms around the world. And uh, up until 
uh, three, four years ago, they were not repairing none of the secret boards found the inverters and, and, and all the technology that goes into the wind turbine. But they found us initially in Brazil. Um, you know, four years later, we have worked with GE to foment the creation of seven um, repair labs across the world where they are, you know, repairing those uh, uh, secret boards. They have saved over $4 million uh, in, 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 in the process. So again, it's obviously it's a, it's a great, great news for the environment as well, because not only they are reducing the costs, reducing downtime, but they are obviously reducing uh, the amount of secret boards that are, are you know, uh, being discarded. Your personal account on LinkedIn, your ABI Electronics um, Twitter and LinkedIn account, synonymous with broadcasting, promoting positive news. Invariably, it's an export win. Um, would you mind just giving us an overview of your export strategy because wherever it is it's obviously working um maybe some notable achievements i know you know time and time again you've been nominated and awarded northern powerhouse export champion status so and would you mind also elaborating on that and giving possibly some advice for other manufacturers maybe looking to export for the first time or certainly export beyond the eu for the for the first time mm -hmm. Yes, well, um, as I was mentioning uh, at the you know uh, at the beginning with regards to how the company started. Uh, so even though we are a local company, we are a, a multicultural organization as well. So for those who are wondering where the accent and the name comes from, is actually from Brazil. So that's where I come from originally. So I used to work for ABI's distributor in in Brazil. Uh, you know until. 2007 when I moved to the UK um, and, um, and and I think this is uh, this has been always uh, a part of who we are as a business uh, we all we've always been a very outward looking organization uh, so not only uh, we're not, we're not a, a company that's we're just focused on the UK market and particularly or perhaps the European market. Um, so a ABI since 1985 we've been exporting to places like India and, and Malaysia. Uh, we got to Latin America in 1991. So um, so a lot of uh, these sectors that are now uh, becoming more you know, talked about on social media by, by the government, by business and so on. We have known these markets for a long time and we have developed, um, you know, long-term strategies. Uh, we have showed commitment to uh, companies in these markets by developing strong relationships with uh, local partners, companies that can not just deliver the goods, but they can also de deliver training and certification and, and, and support uh, our customers there. And many of our international partners have been with us for, for many years so so I think the the, the, the main the main message here is that uh, yes you know you, you can export there there's a there's a great market out there there's a there's a massive demand uh, for British products um, I, I like to say that uh, you know British British technology is, is extremely well respected uh, on, on you know at uh, you know global scale and and if you have if you have a good product if you have a good message a good story, uh, well, you know, I think uh, you, you have everything that that's, that it, you know it takes for you to uh, succeed in that scenario. So um, it, it's a, it's about developing local relationships, having a long term vision. I think you know uh, you mentioned about 
ABI being export champion. We've been uh, working with DIT, the Department for International Trade, uh, for a number of years. Uh, uh, we have just now been appointed for the fifth year in a row as an export champion. And uh, DIT can definitely help those organizations that are perhaps looking into exporting for the first time or not or only used to export into the European Union and looking to export, um, you know, to further the fields. No, good, good sound advice. And um, we're going to talk about the repair don't waste site shortly. But before we do, electronic waste, you know, would you mind just giving our listeners an overview and also a sense of the scale of the problem, both domestically and globally? Well, electronics waste, you know, is a tragedy. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a big, big issue that uh, uh, we are facing at the moment. The world is facing at the moment. Um, in, in, in general terms, uh, the world is producing about 60 million tons of e-waste every year. And a lot of that comes from uh, manufacturing, comes from, from industrial electronics. Okay, so not just consumer electronics, your appliances, your tablets and, and smartphones, but um, a lot of resources, natural resources, go into producing circuit boards, which are used in uh, robotics, in automation, in avionics, and so on. And if they are not repaired when they break down, and they will break down uh, because components get tired and they fail, um, all, all that natural resource and all those emissions that got produced during the manufacturing of that circuit boards board will, you know, inevitably end up in landfills and uh, a new cycle starts. More resources will have to be uh, uh, carved out of, uh, you know, nature, let's say, uh, through mining and, and, and everything to turn into uh, semiconductors, to turn into eventually circuit boards. And, um, and I, I think that, um, you know, we, we need to change that. So ABI, we have uh, been working, you know, with our customers, you know, developing these partnerships globally to uh, break that cycle where if something breaks down, well, let's look into it. Let's develop the capabilities to test, to repair rather than replace, not just thinking about, you know, the money, but also thinking about how we can increase, you know, product reliability by understanding what is going on, you know, what, what, what is um, failing after maybe two, three years. So it is, it is a massive issue. I think it's a, it's a problem that um, has been, um, uh, made worse by the lack of uh, education. So I, I'm a big advocate of um, repair being, you know, taught as uh, as, a, as a principle from early education, all the way through to uh, you know college and universities. So uh, and then we need to we need to bring that back. You know, we 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 saw that during the pandemic. That's and and everything that is happening around the world today. If you don't have the ability to repair, if you don't have the ability to uh, um, you know take. Uh, uh, matters, you know, in your own hands when it comes to uh, the, the, the maintenance and the operation of critical assets, then you can be in, in you know, in, in big, big trouble. No, absolutely. And um, thanks for that great insight. Unlike most people, though, you're not just talking about it, you've actually done something about it. The launch of the repairdontwaste.com site. Would you mind just giving us a back, you know, background to it, aims and aspirations, benefits to businesses, and the kind of content that people can find on the on the site, please, William. Sure. So so repair the waste started as a hashtag back in twenty fifteen. 
So we used to obviously post about our technology, the good news that our technology was uh, creating, the case studies that our technology was creating, and, and obviously we thought that would was what was important to uh, help people filter through all the different posts by using a hashtag. So we created repair don't waste uh, uh, hashtag repair don't waste. After that, you know, we, we noticed that. Um, a lot of people in identified, a lot of uh, business leaders identified with the message. They would come to us and say, well, I, I love your hashtag. So so we created a kind of a community sense around the, 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 the repair the waste message. And that community turned into a movement because we started seeing people on, on, on social media talking about it and, and really supporting the message. Um, in October last year, I was invited by uh, Interesting Engineering, you know, a massive website with you know hundreds of millions of followers, to write an article about um, repaired on waste, and 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 uh, it was a, it was a fantastic success. You know, thousands and thousands of people went through that article, and and finally, you know, sort of a realize that uh, yes, there is an alternative to just replacing circuit boards when they become faulty. Be that circuit board from a medical equipment or from a robotic system or from an airplane and so on. So, in I think in January, um, you know, we spoke here internally about uh, maybe creating a, a place for the movement to live. So uh, we designed the repairdonways.com website where people can come and learn about the movements, can learn about the technology, uh, the training, the standards available for uh, anyone who wants to uh, uh, create that uh, in-house maintenance and repair facility like that uh, manager in Mexico, uh, Vicente did at Racini. So we want uh, um, you know, a manager perhaps or an engineer who wants to uh, create a, um, a, a group of um, um, uh, technicians who would be able to uh, repair and look after the assets in-house. They can come to repairdonways.com and they will be able to learn about the tools, the, uh, the training available, the uh, uh, standards and case studies as well to help them put a business case together. So, William, you guys are great on social media. I liked a little bit, you know, you've been egging on Elon Musk of late with the news about Twitter, which is fantastic to uh, fantastic to see. But can you uh, tell us about your use of social media, any strategies you may have, the content, or just general advice for SMEs here in the UK? <laughs> yes, well, we, we um, um, embarked on this journey of using social media in 2014, and I took on the role here of um, uh, becoming the, uh, the content creator and, uh, you know, the engagement promoter here at ABI as well. Um, you know, everything that you see uh, us doing on social media, you know, we try to um, um, keep it very personal keep it very real as well. And I think that's, uh, that is, uh, is what's potentially lacking in the industry. So, um, we, we, we have done so many things. We have, um, um, created, you know, a video series called ABI Labs, uh, which was something unheard of in our industry. Um, sometimes, you know, marketing, especially in manufacturing, 
is a bit boring and I think is a bit lacking in terms of creativity. So we try to think out of the box and, and to look for inspiration elsewhere in other industries to bring into uh, manufacturing and, and it's been you know, a great success. So I definitely you know, recommend people to uh, connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, if, you are, if you work in marketing, if you work in manufacturing, uh, uh, um, promotion perhaps, uh, feel free to uh, follow us and, uh, and, and see, if we can, see, if you, you know, see if you can draw some inspiration from the work that we do yeah that's sound advice indeed but before we let you go um abi electronics you know what, what's going on what's your aspirations for this year next year and, and beyond i guess there's so much going on here joe you know i don't i don't really know how to store you know where to start you know i think uh, we are super excited about the the year we're having. You know, uh, our financial year ends on the 30th of June. Our sales are up by 45%. Uh, we have um, grown, obviously, the number of people working here in the UK. So we have uh, a number of people now undergoing training. So I'm overseeing all of that. I mentioned about ABI being appointed this this month as for the fifth year in a, you know in a row as a, as a, as a DIT export champion. Next week I'll be speaking at um, uh, DIT Net working events in Huddersfield, which is where I live. So if you are in Huddersfield, you'd like to um, uh, learn more about our, our uh, uh, story, you know, you can, you know, you're more than, than welcome to tag along. Just go to the DIT website to uh, find out a bit more. Um, there is a um, trade mission to uh, Rio. Rio de Janeiro in Brazil next month, um, and again it is um, as, a, as a net zero trade mission um, aimed at the uh, power and energy generation sector there. And um, I'm, I'm happy to uh, to tell you here on your show that we're going to be uh, creating a new promotion called me Fix Me Aboard Master. I won't be able to give you too, too many details now, but um, we're going to be giving an SME from anywhere in the world the ability to uh, wing aboard Master, you know, our flagship product and have that system in their lab to uh, obviously increase that company's ability to repair rather than replace, create wealth, create job opportunities. And so so watch this space, you know, follow us on LinkedIn you know, and on Twitter. You're going to be hearing in the coming weeks about the Fix Me Aboard Master competition. It's going to be great. Ah, exciting times ahead. You're going to be a busy boy, William, by, by the sounds of it. But thank you so much for, for joining us. It's been an education as always. Thank you. No, thank you, Joe, and thanks, uh, Stuart, for and, and, and everyone you know in the audience for uh, uh, listening to this uh, this week's show. And uh, I'm, I'm big support, a big fan of uh, the work that you guys do. And um, uh, yes, yeah, great, it's great to be here. Thank you. Right there, Stuart, a fascinating interview. No, absolutely, always um, incredibly good value, William. Absolutely love the, the the repair don't waste initiative as well. So wishing William and the team ABI every success with that. For sure. And if you want to, if you like what you hear and you want to join us on the podcast, please do drop us an email at podcast.mtdmfg.com. We'd love to have you on. Um, and we don't always get time to cover the news in, in the podcast. So go to the website, mtdmfg.com or download the app. But Stuart, now on with the news. Foxall, they're celebrating the major milestone. Yeah, bittersweet, really. The final British-built Astros rolled off at Vauxhall's Ellesmere Port assembly line. And this is ahead of the Cheshire Factory's £100 million conversion into Stellantis' first electric vehicle-only production site, securing the plant's future and more than 1,000 jobs. The factory, celebrating its Diamond Jubilee this year after opening in 1962, will be transformed over the coming month to begin manufacturing solely battery electric models from next year. There's a couple of updates concerning British drinks giant Diago as well. 
Yeah, our de- metal packaging is applied to Coca-Cola and Diageo. They've submitted plans for a new £150 million beverage camp manufacturing plant. The Newton Abbey facility, which will be one of Northern Ireland's largest ever industrial investments, is expected to create 200 jobs. And Diageo have also announced plans to invest four, well, just over £40 million expanding capacity its packaging facilities in, in Runcorn and Belfast. And this is to meet the increasing global demand for Guinness Drought and Guinness Zero. And also, this new contract has been awarded to the UK's fleet of Hawk aircraft as well. Yeah, huge contracts, Joe. BA Systems has been awarded £590 million contract to provide long-term support for the um, RAF's Hawk fleet, including the iconic Red Arrows display team. And this will secure hundreds of British engineering jobs. And as part of the same announcement, Rolls-Royce uh, has been awarded a £105 million contract to pr- provide support for the Arda engine, which powers a fleet of Hawk jets. So we've had cars, we've had aeroplanes, we've had all sorts on this week's podcast. We've now got motorbikes. Uh, what's happened at Norton? Yeah, um, Norton's parent company, TVS Motor, they've announced plans to invest £100 million in the historic British mark. The investment, which is expected to create 300 jobs, includes a recently opened factory in Solihill, which we obviously covered, electrification, and the imminent launch of the re-engineered V4 SV and Commando. And this is part of a wider £1 billion plus range of investments announced by British and Indian businesses, which is set to create almost 11,000 jobs across the UK. And Hero, they're expanding in the UK as well. Yeah, the, the Indian-owned bike, we've got promoter bikes to bicycles um, or e-bikes. Indian-owned bicycle manufacturer Hero is set to install a new e-cycle assembly line at its Stratford Park site. And this is part of a wider £150 million group-wide in, investment. Once operational, the great thing is, once operational, several international brands cur- currently manufactured in India will actually be, be built locally in Manchester. Good news, good news. Um, never far from news, Aston Martin have unveiled its Racing Green Sustainability Programme. What's this one all about? Yeah, the literary car makers announced a new um, strategy to accelerate its move towards uh, reaching net zero emissions across its entire supply chain by 2039. Named Racing Green, as you say, is targeting net zero emissions for its manufacturing facilities by the end of this decade. As an example of the um, investment, 14,000 solar panels will be installed at the British Mark St. Athen plant. Water consumption will be vastly reduced. Plastic waste eliminated company-wide as part of this programme. So sure we'll be uh, revisiting that story. Yeah, we've got some green credentials on this week's show, haven't we, with uh, with Indian <laughs> as well. But uh, Sheffield's Ford Mass already had a mention, but continued investment programme at the Sheffield-based facility. Yeah, we have mentioned them, as you say, but this story got so much traction on social media. Um, they've, they've acquired the UK's largest forging press in this part of the £400 million investment we talked about earlier. The press, which operates at 13,000 tonnes of pressure, has been shipped from Japan to King George Dock in Hull, and that's ahead of its installation in a brand new facility at the manufacturer's Yorkshire site. So great to see the resurgence of Sheffield Forge Masters and a great way to end the podcast. Indeed, it's, I've been there a few times. It's been a while since I have been, so maybe I'll, uh, I'll reach out and I'll, I'd like to see that in situ. It's going to be a bit of a behemoth, I think. But Stuart, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. Um, big thank you to our guest, William Santos. But as always, the biggest thank you goes to you at home for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. You can find us on Twitter using at MTD. MFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.